She waited three months in negotiation until they gave her what she wanted. Three months? That's a whole quarter, yo. We made him wait three months until, cause she, and she told me, she's like, well, at least you have to walk into these conversations and know you're worth what you're asking for. Don't ever bend for these companies. And I'm like, how, how do you not? How do you not? Three months would give me mad anxiety. Like I was anxious and it was like a week that I waited. It was a week. (laughs) And every day I was like, should I just hit him up? Like I should just, I should just call him and be like, hey, I'll (laughs) take it. Mi gente, dímelo, dímelo, what's good? Welcome to another episode of the Quien Dueres podcast brought to you by Plural, where our mission is to redefine professionalism. Like you, many have been trained to believe that who we are authentically is considered unprofessional, or people say it'll take away from your executive presence. Well, this podcast was created to showcase representation of people challenging that perception i'm hoping that it will inspire you to be your most authentic self even at work on this week's episode we are featuring a conversation with the homie odalis who also has a podcast called hella latina on both of our podcasts we typically share other people's experience as an opportunity to get deeper into their story so once a month her and i have a live conversation streamed on LinkedIn as well as YouTube on a series that we're calling Unfiltered. The clip that you heard in the intro is from that live conversation that was also recorded. So we're publishing it as an episode for those that weren't able to join. Now we do these at the end of each month. So if you want to tune in for the April episode, be sure to follow us on YouTube at Plural and add me on LinkedIn at Pavel Martinez. I promise I'll do a better job of promoting it on Instagram and TikTok and all the other social media apps that we're on. In today's conversation, the theme that we're talking about is mentorship. What does it mean? Do we have any mentors? How is that different from having a board of directors? A board of directors? I thought that was only for companies. And also, Odalis has a new job. So we'll talk about what was interviewing even like for her now that she has LinkedIn on her resume compared to when she didn't feel as confident without a tech job on her resume. You'll be surprised and proud to hear about how she showed her most authentic self during these interviews. All right, now that you have a little bit more context into the conversation, into the series, let's get into the episode. Hey, hey. feel like I haven't, we haven't done this in so long. It's been I know, I know. And I was running late because I had another meeting uh, like right before this. And I looked at the time and I was like, oh, I got time. But then I saw your text. I was like, I don't have time. <laughs> I was like, se durmió or is he good? Because you're never late. So I'm usually the one that's oh. late. So I was like, are you okay? <laughs> do you need me to do something? <laughs> you were surprised. You're like, wait, I'm the one that he should be texting me. That part, no, that part. I came on and I was like, oh, he's not here. Okay, I'm early. <laughs> it's, off, it's off brand. It's off brand for me, but hey. <laughs> All good. Well, how how's your week going? You know, I'm not going to lie. I'm in my bag right now. Um, I am going through this transition period, which you know about, um, but the folks that are tuning in, I am leaving the Bay Area, um, which my podcast, Hello Latina, is a tribute to the Bay Area because this is where I feel like 
big things happened in my life. Um, and so it's kind of this weird gratitude and, and grieving all at the same time. And so this week is emotional for me and bittersweet. So does does that mean you're hitting up all the spots and you're just like, I haven't oh, been yeah. here yet. I haven't been there yet. Oh, yeah. I've been. I've been. These last few weeks, I've been. I'm like, oh, yeah, let's go to Berkeley. Let's go to Oakland. I went to Oakland last night with my friends. I, it was, I've been trying to do everything. Um, but yeah, sad. So you're, How are you? You're in, f you're in full tourist mode. <laughs> I am. I am. <laughs> I'm tired already, uh, though. I'm not used to going out all the time. <laughs> yo, I get it. I get it. Uh, I'm doing really well. Well, the call that I just had was about um, a speaking engagement that I'm applying out for. This is actually going to be the biggest one that I've actually presented at. What? And it's probably going to be the most, the most diverse audience that I present at as well. Oh, wait, tell me more. And I mean, and I mean, diverse is like, it's going to be mostly white people. <laughs> and it's going to oh. be 2000, 2000 people. Wow. Wow. 2000 people. How are you yeah. feeling? Excited. Okay, Pavel. <laughs> so excited. That's fire. Uh, that is so, so it's fire. Not, it's not just for their ERGs. It's for like the company as a whole. Um, so that's why it's going to be mostly white people because wow. like just the nature of any organization is mostly white people. So, uh, wow. so yeah, but the they're incorporating sort of like DEI conversations within the content. So um, mm -hmm. I'm part of that schedule. So I'm very excited to present at that conference. It's on April 16th. I don't know if I could say where it is yet. But I know, it's, it's like, can down. we slide? No, it's, it's nah, I think it's just for the company. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm really excited, too, because I think since this is like a really big audience, 2000 people, um, with like most of the audience, it's going to be like hybrid. So some people dialing in, but most of the mm. people are going to be, um, in person. I think I want to like capture the whole thing. Kind of like my own comedy special kind of shit. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. You should we call I mean? HBO right now? What should we call them? Yep. Wait, you didn't call them yet? <laughs> what are you waiting for? You're like, uh, <laughs> I've been wanting that. <laughs> That's so yeah. fire. You should be. I hope you're like really celebrating all these wins. I know we had conversations about that, but I really hope that you are celebrating Pavel because that's huge. It's huge. Thank you. I, I appreciate you. And shout out to the um to the people that joined. Noel said the two most real people on here. Also, coworker? <laughs> yes, we coworkers. <laughs> it's been that's a while. So we see each other one time at the office. That's so cool. Like, I rarely have had that experience where, like, you actually run into people you know at work. It's like as if it's like a bar or something. Like, it's so weird. <laughs> it, it's it was so funny because Noelle and I were talking about it. We were at the office having lunch and we were just saying how weird it was. Like, we met a year or so ago on the podcast, like as a guest. And I had no we had no idea that we'd eventually be coworkers or work in the same place in the same location. And it's it's really fire. It's really fire. This pandemic homie community that I've we've both built, <laughs> we're slowly meeting them in person and being able to just like be in community in real life. So it's fire. Shout Yo, out to you, Noel. There are a lot of people that I've met online and I have never met in person. And, and I'm just you feel excited like you for know that them. moment. 
yeah, yeah. like like you i've met you once i feel like we're like mm-hmm. best friends maybe I that's know. just me <laughs> <laughs> who's gonna let him know i'm just kidding (laughs) we really are i we really are i feel like let me down uh, gently please please no no i feel like it's really because it's so intimate you probably feel this on your podcast too but like on the podcast i feel like i hear such intimate vulnerable stories and vulnerability is direct connection or the direct line to connection and i feel like i'm so connected to so many people i've had on the podcast and it's it's really fire and i've never met a lot of them in person yeah it uh it hits different well i mean this month we're well first of all welcome everybody to march's march's episode march's yeah march's episode of the unfiltered the March series. is just throwing me off yeah damn it all right march. well welcome welcome to another episode of the unfiltered series with yeah boy pavel and the homie odalis uh this month we're talking about overall like mentoring networking and i mentioned earlier that odalis has a new co-worker shout out to noel and i want to know just like this was a recent opportunity that you secured what was that experience like interviewing like was it very different compared to like the last time you interviewed just like what was that like oh so different um on a very basic level the clout that tech gives you and having linkedin on my resume just like the interviews were so different me put pre-LinkedIn, it was so hard for me to even like try to break into the industry. Like people would yeah. look at my resume and be like, what's, what are these companies? What did you do? You know, no interest. Um, so I just think right off the bat, I had a little bit of privilege and clout because of where I worked. Um, but what was different and what I'm really proud of is that I walked into every single interview and I was a hell of me. And I like, I almost to like, almost a little too extra because I really <laughs> wanted to like show I'm like, this is me. Like, this is who you're hiring. My Latina ass this is who you're going to get every single day. <laughs> and, and I mean, I wore at Latino in texture at one point. I wore my big hoops. And what was so funny, and I actually just had a talk with my manager today. He's like, I loved you in your interviews because you just you didn't have just like the expertise, the skills. But he's like, you had so much energy and presence. And I was like, oh, that's fire. Um, But it was, I just really showed up into those interviews with my hoops and my red lipstick with my little wings, you know, um, and was just hella me. And wait, you wore a t shirt to an interview? I did with a little, like, you know, blazer on top because I was trying to look cute. (laughs) But yeah, I wore it, it was a tasteful, like, professional cute, but or whatever that's called. But um, yeah, I did. I wore my Latino in texture and yeah, I really just showed up and I didn't know how that was going to land in an international global company where culturally it's not always the same, right? Professionalism looks different in different places. But I was like, I just really want to show up as me because no more of that compromising yourself for these spaces, which you know a lot about, Bobbin. Yeah, but what gave you the confidence to just be, like, why was it so different this time around? Was it that you just felt... Like, yo, I got LinkedIn on my resume. I already got one tech job. Like, it's like, huh? I mean, no, there was hella, I was hella scared. Because what did you tell me when we were talking about this? You were like, in this economy? (laughs) 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 Like, it's, it's a scary world out there. And I mean, I can't tell you, I had been interviewing earlier because this whole layoff situation was really scary to me. And when I got laid off, literally two weeks after that, I found out I got the job at TikTok. And 
what was what was interesting to me though was there was a lot of fear there with like what if i what if they don't like me because of how i'm dressed what if they're just like she a little too much or what if they're just thinking all of those what if they're creating any type of reason to not hire me in this economy you know what i mean but i think the fear of compromising who i am was way greater than the fear of not getting the job and you know what I mean? Like I, I work so hard to like love who I am and love who I see in the screen and like walk into any interview and know like doesn't matter where I come from or what, how I speak or how I show up. I'm more than qualified for this role. You know what I mean? So it's um, yeah, I just wanted to show up as me. That was the confidence. Yo, you said something wild during the interview that you told me about that. I was like, that's so irrelevant to the job. But here you are like making sure they know about it. Like, I was like, why would you even bring that up? And you, I was like, yo, they still got to do you. Yo, you said that, <laughs> you said that during the interview, you were like, yo, I do this unfiltered series with Pavel. Like, I don't know if you're cool with it, but like, this is not oh. gonna stop. <laughs> I was like, yo, why would you tell him that? I did, <laughs> yo, I did. Yo, because yo, she, I- She wanna connect with y'all so bad. She wanted to do this series so bad that she risked not taking the job. Yo, that's crazy. And this I economy. Did. I made sure. I made sure to tell him. Fabian Martinez, um, y'all know him. Yo, you crazy. I did. I did. Because, again, I'm not. This shit, this shit's where my heart is. And I get that we need to pay bills and, and do all of that. But there are companies that exist that will let you do that. And they won't tell you how to control your time outside of work. You know what I mean? So I was very adamant about saying, hey, I do this unfiltered series. I do a lot of speaking engagements. I do this. I do that. Like, it's not about the company or where I'm working. It's about me and my business, which always feels kind of dope. I'm like, I got my own stuff to talk about, not talk about your company. <laughs> yeah. It's, but, it's so yeah. dope when when you put those things out there and people on the other end instead of saying like oh let me try to control some of those things or, or try to filter or say like you can't do this in that they also they they see it as like a, a benefit they're like oh this is mm -hmm. amazing that you do things outside of work like you have passions and interests like yeah how can you use some of those skills to like your job now or how can mm -hmm. like you being a presence outside just makes the company look better if you're doing dope shit right yeah yeah Literally, I hope every company thinks that way, but not every company does. But yeah, it makes you look fire. I'm like, that's your that's your employee doing dope shit in the community. Aren't you proud? Yeah, <laughs> they work for you. there's gotta yeah. there's gotta be a level of like, because you know, talk about the clout. Like you spoke about that earlier about like you know working at LinkedIn. Like there is clout saying like that you've even worked at tech. Um, yeah. I'm assuming. Like when you were interviewing, like, did you stay want to, did you still want to stay in tech? Because there's a lot of people that were laid off and now they're just like, yo, fuck tech. I'm never doing tech again. Like y'all convinced me to go into tech because of all these like get ready with me videos on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube. But now I took the job, risked my career and y'all got me here fired. Like I'm going to go back to teaching or this or that. But like, I always tell people like, yo, like. People are getting fired everywhere. It's not just tech. Like, there's still everywhere. amazing opportunities. Like, I'm sure you got a bag. I'm sure Noel got a bag. Like, all these people, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Are you happy you're still in tech? I, yeah. I feel like my mindset shifted in a different direction more than, like, fuck tech. It's more of, like, honestly, 
I love that I have my, honestly, when I got laid off, I was so happy I had Hello Latina. I was like, man, I love that I have something that's mine that can't be taken away from me like that. But I think my mind shifted in that respect of like, I know that this is at will employment shit. Like I, there is a risk that I take when I go into any company, whether it's tech or another industry, that they could fire my ass whenever they want, whenever they please. But at the end of the day, I have my business that brings me a lot of joy and also gives me, it's, it's mine. Again, like no one's going to take that away from me unless I give it to them. But I, I feel like my mind shifted in that respect, not so much like fuck tech, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think one of the benefits of like working for some of these big companies is also just like the people that you get to meet. Like there's some really, really dope people at some of these companies that yeah. you end up taking those relationships to to your next job, even though you may not even work with them. Right. And I think mm -hmm. you had a really interesting experience because some of the people you used to work with, like not necessarily helped you get the job, but they helped also like boost your confidence and teach you things like how to negotiate a better salary and, and a rate. Um, but your mm. example, I think, really shifted my perception of what a mentor is supposed to look like, like actually look yes. like. Like I always, yes. when I thought of mentors, I always thought of like, let me go look for a mentor that looks like me. Mm -hmm. But here you are, you found somebody that doesn't look like you. And it was an interesting spin on like the type of advice that they were able to give you, right? Mm-hmm. I... Let's jump into this mentorship topic because yeah, I have so many questions for you and why you don't have mentors because I thought that was the most interesting thing. Um, but I, yeah, for everyone that's tuning in, I actually, I never, I never like go into a conversation. I'm like, can you be my mentor? Um, never really ask that unless it's like, I just said it right now, like a joke. And then <laughs> it's like real though. I'm like, it's mentor, um, which has happened once. Shout out to Arlene. <laughs> Um, but in this conversation, I, I met with someone who works in the DNI space um, at LinkedIn. Amazing, amazing woman, Allison Crawford. Shout out to you. Um, but she works at LinkedIn. Out. She deserves so many flowers. Like this woman is incredible. Um, but I met with her and I had kept hearing her name everywhere. Like, oh, AC, her nickname is she's so fire. She's so dope. She's so cool. Um, she's a badass. I kept hearing these things about her. So I'm like, as a curious person, I'm like, well, let me reach out to AC and see what this is all about. And so I met with her and just the dope, the dopest woman doesn't look like me. It comes from a similar socioeconomic background as me, but doesn't look like me. It didn't, you know, she's, she's a white woman and she was so, she dropped so many gems on me, which I didn't even ask for, like want, but she was, it was exactly what I needed at the time because I felt like I don't look at a white woman or a white man and think this can be my mentor to be really clear and honest. Like, I don't think that I look at a Latino man or a Latina woman. I'm like, Oh yes, mostly Latina women. I'm like, Oh, my mentor, you know what I mean? And when we had that conversation, I was like, you know, AC, I have a question. I'm going into negotiation with a few companies because I was interviewing and I was like, can you help me with that negotiation piece? And she's like, oh, absolutely. And she schooled me. And the one thing that I'll remember and take away and I'll share with everyone that talks to me about negotiation is she was like, the companies can wait. And I'm like, AC, um, I'm not years into my career. Like I'm, I'm still mid career. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm, I'm not at the level you are at. I don't know if I could just let them wait like that. She's like, no, 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 they can wait. 
And I kept pushing back on her. And I was like, no, AC, I don't, I don't think you understand. <laughs> You're like, you don't get it. I, you don't get it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a Latina woman. They could really just be like, no, we don't want you. And she's like, oh, at least they can wait. And she kept saying that to me. And I'm like, she's, this must be the difference in culture because I don't like, I, I'm scared things will be, will be taken away from me. Yeah. Because the they have. Because they have. They have. And I What did she mean by wait? Like, how long did she wait typically to like respond to people? She waited three months in negotiation until they gave her what she wanted. Three months? That's a whole she, quarter, yo. We made him wait three months until, cause she and she told me she's like, "Oh, Alice, you have to walk into these conversations and know you're worth what you're asking for. Don't ever bend for these companies." And I'm like, "How? How do you not? How do you not? Three months would give me mad anxiety. Like, I was anxious, and it was like a week that I waited. Fuck it, it was a week. <laughs> and every day I was like, should I just hit him up? Like, I should just, I should just call him and be like, hey, I'll <laughs> <Yeah>. take it." <laughs> Um, but she was at, she was, I mean, this incredible, <laughs> incredible woman who was just so adamant about like, they can wait, they can wait. And they came back and they met my offer and it was exactly what I was looking for. And the fact that she helped me just stay confident and grounded in that moment where I was having so much stress and it's, it's a cultural thing, right? A scarcity mindset. I'm like, I'll take it, especially in this economy. Like I'll negotiate later when it's popping. Yeah. But she was like, no, they can, they can wait. That's that's dope. And <laughs> I'm so glad you were able to make that connection internally. Um and who knows, yeah. like that could be that could be like a long term relationship. Yeah, yeah. What's even more dope about her is that she ended up bringing me into an ERG event with um another company and it was it was so fire. As we were talking about negotiations, she was like, Oh, at least I know you do a lot of speaking engagements. I just got invited to do one, but I want to do it with you. And I'm like what and we ended up doing an event together and it was so fun she's again incredible um but it's crazy because i feel like i tend to look at mentorship just as you said i look for latina women brown women i look for women of color as mentors um occasionally a man but not really if i'm being honest um and i i feel like I don't do enough to talk to mentors or folks that are outside of the culture. And that's one thing that I'm still kind of unlearning. And I feel like I'm, I'm doing it slowly is being able to step outside my comfort zone and speak to people who don't have the same background as me and being able to be mentored and coached by them because AC had a very different mindset of like, they can wait versus me who was like, uh, nah, I'll just take it. You know what I mean? So I think it's um it's powerful to find mentors who don't look like you who come from a little more privilege and access too. Not not that I'm saying this woman was like hella privileged, but I think there's a privilege in not coming from a culture that's consistently like underserved and overlooked. You know what I mean? And there's a difference in mindset, difference in how they move and maneuver the world. And I there was so much learning and growth that came from that. That's that's so dope. And I'd love to hear I'll share a little bit about like my mentorship experience, but I'd love to learn too. like eventually, like, is that the only mentor that you've ever had or have you had others? And it's so interesting that that what seems to be a mentor relationship has is from a person that you've never worked with. The only person mm -hmm. that I would like even consider a mentor is like a former manager. 
and that's mm-hmm. when that was when I was in college and it just happened to be my manager. So we were working together every day. So we happened to build a strong relationship. And because of that, after the internship, like we just continue texting. Like he texts me, I'll text him. So it would be someone that like I would kind of ask for advice. But over time, that just kind of ended. Not because mm-hmm. he like did anything or I did anything. It's just like he was in or a certain type of industry, or a certain type of profession, like that's when I wanted to go into like finance and I wanted to be an analyst and all of those type of things. And as I moved into sales, the the story that I told myself in my head is that this person doesn't have that sales experience. Like, let me stop asking them for advice or, mm-hmm. um, well, and maybe this person doesn't ex- understand my experience because this was like a white man who was like dope, all these things, but from a cultural standpoint, didn't necessarily understand my experience. But lastly, and most importantly, what my therapist tells me every single time when we can't figure it out, she's like, maybe it has to do with her dad. <laughs> like, oh, wow. I have so much trouble asking people for help because I think yeah. they're going to let me down. Whereas, like, I'm just really hyper independent to a fault where, like, even in romantic relationships, like, they get upset with me because they're like, yeah. let me help you. And I'm just like, yeah. I, I could, I could do it by myself. Ooh, can we dive deeper into that? Do you mind? I want to yeah, talk sure. more about. I want to talk more about just that. I mean, that was post college. You did not. You didn't have a mentor after that, or what was the relationship with mentorship after that? Nah, I can't say I had a mentor. Like I've had various managers, but even that. Also, like I don't even know how to. Like. What I would consider a mentor is like a continued resource that you can like tap into and, Mm. you know, get guidance from. Like I've had friends, I've had connections, but like a mentor, like, for example, like when I started my speaking engagements, I had friends and connections and people that I would reach out to. There isn't that consistency, though, where it's like, I don't know, every every week, every other week, every month. And that's kind of like what I consider a mentor is that consistency. So yeah. I haven't had that. I've had various connections that have been resourceful friends, but nowhere I would put the label on a mentor, though. That's interesting because I feel like my definition of a mentor is it's different. Um, doesn't make it right or wrong. It's just mine is uh, more like people come into it's almost like a relationship, like you're dating, like people come into your life for a certain reason or you have mentors for different things. You know what I mean? It's almost like um I don't know if you've heard this term. I hear it in corporate all the time. So I like it's it's kind of yucky sometimes to use it. But like board of directors to me yeah. is is real. Like I will not be able to sit down and write myself a whole gym plan. That's why I have my trainer. My trainer does all the plans for me. She knows like what my goals are fitness wise. And I follow my plan. You know what I mean? I can't sit down and do that. I know that's where that's not my strong suit. But I don't know if I'm going to work with her for the rest of my life type of thing. Maybe she will be a continued resource for me to tap into. But I think mentors shift in your life depending on your season, your career, your life, what you need, what you don't need. And I think a lot of my mentors were friends or become friends. And at Mm. one point it becomes weird to even call a mentor. I'm like, you're just the homie. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Like, yo, what is that stage? All right, let's go. Let's Let's equate it to dating. Like in dating, y'all are talking for a certain time, but like y'all aren't in a relationship until someone asks the other person to be in the relationship. Like, do you use the word mentor? Be like, hey, do you want to be my mentor to make it official? 
Like, how is it official? Or is it does it never have to be official? You know, sometimes my mentors. Why that am I, I trying have, to put la- why yeah. am I trying to put label on things? Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's a new type of mentoring, okay, Pavel? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No labels. No labels. No labels. <laughs> yeah. I but honestly, if I'm being on if I'm being really, really honest, I feel like a lot of my mentors maybe don't even realize they're my mentors, but they yeah. put me in certain areas. Like it's never a Pavel, yes. can you be my mentor? You know what I mean? Sometimes okay. it is though. Like I said, I there, there's one relationship with Arlene. Amazing. She's my mentor that I met at LinkedIn. Met her right before I joined at LinkedIn. She didn't even know I was applying. And I just remember telling her, you're so fire. Can you be my mentor? As a joke, but it was like real (laughs) inside. And she was like, yes, like you're my mentisita, you know, and it became a relationship. But uh, that was me just wanting it to be official because I didn't want her to go somewhere else. (laughs) That's yo, that's really interesting. So maybe maybe I have mentors. I just, yeah, I, I think the word mentor, like a lot of words, just like scare a lot of people and it's intimidating yeah. to me. Like I kind of like cringe a little bit because it feels, and even me when I was labeling mentors, I instantly thought about the time commitment and it's probably because I've been asked to be mentors before and I'm just like, I don't know if I can allocate that time, Yeah. right? Yeah. So even I sometimes don't want to be a mentor with a label, but I'll be your friend, I'll be your connection, I'll give you advice. All yeah. of those kind of things. Um, Noelle brings up an interesting point around, and sorry we can't get to all the comments, but I am highlighting them on the screen. Mentorship has taken a new level with LinkedIn creators, literally influencing thousands of people, whether you know it or not. Mm. Oh, yes. A hundred percent. That's. I feel like it's, that's real though. I A lot of the mentors that, I mean, I would consider, Bobby, I would consider you a mentor in a lot of different ways for me and my business and my career. Best friend mentor made it official. But that's, I, that's how I see people. I mean, there's different, I don't feel like I'm going to have one mentor for the rest of my life. And I'm like, that's my person. Like for the rest of my life, my mentor, I think life mentors come in seasons and some stay for a really long time and some stay for just a season of your life and some stay for just a moment. You know, Um, I, yeah, I feel like it's, (laughs) it feels like I'm talking about dating because I'm like, no labels. It's just, (laughs) it's just like, you know, you vibe. (laughs) (laughs) Not you projecting over here. No, I'm projecting, but I, I like Maria's comment about like the fear of asking for help or bothering people. Cause mm. do you feel like that was your situation with mentorship? Like, did you, what's your relationship with asking for help? I do. I do struggle with that overall for sure. Um, I mean, I'll give you a simple example, but I remember when I was doing like these kind of like these farmers markets, but for like small businesses, so I would like open up a tent, and, you know, sell T-shirts, mugs, all these kind of things, art for Plural, back when that's what we were doing. And that is not a one-person job. Let, let me just be real, right? Like, even to not. put up the fucking tent that's going to, like, cover your table, you need more than one person. Like, mm-hmm. I was convinced. I was My aunt was asking me. I was like, no, I don't need you. My girlfriend was asking me at the time. I was like, listen, I'm good. And then I thought about it. I was like, fuck, I really do have to ask. Oh, and then, and then I, instead of asking my family or my girlfriend i told my friend to come through right my friend it was supposed to be open at like 10 a.m this motherfucker didn't show up to like 5 p.m so thankfully my girlfriend at the time was there to help me with the stuff but it brings back the fear around like yo if i would have trusted you you would have let me down i should have done this myself Um. you know um but also i think in this era of like 
yo, build your LLC. Yo, um, oh God. don't don't let them take advantage of your time. Like, uh, that's consulting. And I'm just like, damn, are people even less likely to give advice these days? Because now they feel like they need to charge for it. And that's another thing as well. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm a little intimidated to ask certain people for advice. I'm like, damn, like they probably think I'm trying to like pick their brain, take advantage of them, which is like mentors wouldn't exist if they didn't let us pick their brain for free. You know what I mean? So there's all those sort of anxious thoughts that run through my mind just with the idea of mentorship. I'm going to give you a weird ass analogy, but it just came into my mind Um, because it I think mentors, the best ones are the ones who don't call themselves mentors. I, I cringe at people who call themselves mentors. I'm like, I don't know about you. Like, I feel like you're just doing it for the name or just, I don't know, it feels weird. There's, so I'll give you an analogy of my parents because my mom is a Capricorn woman who always wants to make businesses and money. And she's just thinking about how to make any type of money anywhere. Yo, my mom My too. dad is, my dad is very opposite. My dad is like, I have my job and I come home and I just want to relax. I don't want another job. I don't want to do all these little businesses. Like he just wants to relax. One thing that he picked up recently was um, we do semitas. I don't know. I think Mexicans call it conchas. Um, those like that bread, sweet bread, pan dulce. Okay, I won't go oh, too yeah, yeah, yeah. it. But we call, yeah. Yeah, we call it semitas in Honduras. Okay. Um, but my dad started making semitas. And he started baking like all the time. started giving it to the neighbors, started giving it to the primos. Like it, it, he was like into this. And my mom's like, oh, my God. I que ser una panadería, I que ser esto, I que ser otro. Like she was trying to think of a business. Like you can sell these, like make money. Yeah. And my dad's like, no, I just want to enjoy what I do. Like I just, I do it because it's fun. Mm-hmm. And I say that analogy because I feel like those are the best mentors that I've had are the ones that just do it because they fucking love to do it and they want to spread knowledge and, and pass it on to the next person. Not that I'm mm-hmm. throwing any type of shade to people who do want to start a business and are coaches or life coaches or paying or consulting whatever but i think like in my experience the mentors that have taught me so much like ac she she didn't come in and she was like oh i'm a mentor this girl and i'm gonna tell her everything that i need that she needs to know about negotiation she came in and she's like oh you're going through this like this is what i've learned and this is how you can apply it to i i feel like you need the people who just love to do it and want to spread that knowledge and give back in that way yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. I mean, I think people shouldn't monetize in certain instances for consulting, depending on the level of work. And, you know, we all have our own qualifiers for who we give yeah. advice to for free and who we don't. But that's the thing is like everyone has their own sort of qualifications. But it's interesting. So you're saying like if I were to get a mentor, don't go to your mom because she's going to charge me is what you're telling me. My mom, <laughs> she'll find a way. She'll find a way. If she's not charging you, she's probably selling you something. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you don't not, even want me you... you're gonna walk away with Avon. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Yo, why are you snitching on your mom, yo? Dropping all the her. secrets. I love her. She's she's um always thinking of how I can just make more money. And I'm like, mom, I just wanna chill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's really interesting this idea, because we're like throwing out all these like different terms. Another term that has become popular is this board of directors. It's like, yeah. yo, why am I only talking to one person? Like, let me build a whole squad of people that can, like, help elevate me. Like, that is such a yeah. dope idea. And I haven't thought about, I kind of want to think about, like, yo, if I could dream and build a, 
I don't know, six people, five people, board of directors. And I don't even know these people yet, but like I would pick them, them, and them. And maybe that's like a goal to like network with them and find them and like mm. get them on my board of directors. You know what I mean? Yes. Okay. Oh, he's gonna send out applications soon. <laughs> <laughs> applications. I'm gonna I'm gonna use the podcast as an excuse to network with them, and then that's how I reel them in. You know what I mean? That part. That part. Hundred um, <laughs> percent. Though your board of directors, like, be, I like it because it's deeper than mentors. Mentors to me feels very corporate and feels yeah. very like career oriented and i feel like i see my therapist as just a life mentor i see my my trainer as just my fitness mentor my health mentor like i have so many people on my board of directors who just make me a better version of odalis of a podcaster of a businesswoman of a career woman of you know what i mean like it's just you need people in your life that just elevate you and it comes with asking for that help and realizing you need it but you're really open about therapy. When did you like decide that you wanted to ask for help in that way? Um, that's that's an interesting one. Um, <laughs> I'm only laughing because I did a I did an episode on this, and I don't know if I want <laughs> I don't know if I want to get into it again. Um, but I went to therapy for different reasons. All right, you know what's funny? Uh, I went to. Yeah, I went to therapy for different reasons. Um, it had nothing to do with my career. It was almost like I've tried a bunch of I've tried a bunch of different um, tactics and it didn't work. So I'm just like, let me seek some expert advice. You know what I mean? Um, um, and you did it by yourself. Those different tactics. Did I do it by myself? Yeah, I just became frustrated and I was like, let me talk to somebody who probably knows a lot more than me on on this particular subject. Um, uh, okay. Yeah, but we yeah, don't have to go it's deep it, into it. But yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, it's not that deep. It's just funny. I just, I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now me tienes curiosa. I'm like, what is this conversation? Tune into the it, podcast. <laughs> yeah, tune tune into the podcast. It's yeah. I spoke about why. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um. I I feel like it's. I want to ask this question because I don't know if it's a a cultural thing like for. The Latinas in the space. I'm curious what y'all think. As a Latina woman, I felt like I there wasn't a lot of space for me to ask questions, and like I didn't want to seem like I was weak if I didn't know how to do something. Yeah. And there's so much more Latina woman stuff that I could talk about, but I think in that respect of asking for help, like I was, I you know, I grew up very independently. My mom had seven kids running around. My dad was working. Like my mom did not have time to like answer all my questions on top of six people and all their questions. So for me, I figured my stuff out way before I had to ask anyone's help. Like I exhausted every single option. I'm like, okay, well, can I find this out here? Who do I ask outside of my yeah. family? Because they don't got time for me like that. Um, but I figured things out and I did things on my own. So it's, it was a struggle for me to ask for help. But once I started to ask for help, I like now do it all the time. Like, oh, how do you do this? How do you do that? Yeah. But did you feel that as like a male, like a Latino man? And you also grew up kind of single, your only child, right? I did. I grew up an only child. Um, yeah. I mean, we spoke about this on other episodes, but I have brothers and sisters, but with other. Yeah. Oh, just on my dad's side. The, the <laughs> yeah. Men don't cheat. 
<laughs> oh god yeah yeah yeah. hashtag uh, hashtag dominican bed don't cheat uh so yeah i grew up by, by myself even when i asked my mom I was like yo mom what was i like as a kid um she would describe these very like isolating moments though like i would just be like playing with these cars by myself or even when i had friends around like i still wanted to like do things by myself um and don't get me wrong y'all i had friends y'all all right but i just like to do things um by myself and i think that just like continued as as i grew older as well um even till this day like people that i work with like they tell me like yo you need to let go of certain things so that we can help you and this thing can move faster so it's something that it's probably like one of the things that i continue to struggle with again because i'm just scared of being let down and being disappointed um yeah. One of these, we actually got a question from Joel. He said, what are y'all's thoughts on choosing a mentor who can't really provide knowledge on your field if they don't work in the same, but can provide networking advice on the industry you're interested in? I mean, it sounds like, we'd love to hear your thoughts on that, but it sounds like this person could still provide value in some way, not necessarily all the ways. But I think that goes back to like, you don't have to have one person help you. Like you can build that board of directors where there are various people helping you and maybe you find one for the industry, one for the job role, one that looks like you, et cetera, and just kind of like build out that team. A hundred percent. I mean, it's also knowing that your board of directors will rotate. Some people will be there for years and years and years. And some people you just bring in as industry experts to help you in that one part of your life, your career, whatever that is. And it doesn't have to be this long form commitment and, expectation on them staying there for a long time but it i feel like it's valuable to get any any person's feedback networking advice i mean it's valuable yeah and giovanni said if you got a toothache you go to a dentist you you your wit break down you go to a mechanic therapists are trained to you know deal with certain things like the stigma with mental health services real proud of you for going to chat with someone for sure, for sure. And this probably relates to you is like, but as an immigrant, but as an immigrant kid, sometimes it's also being parentified, parentified, parentified. What does that I mean? That buddy? Um, and this was actually interesting as well. This one is, was the one that I, I said you probably relate to for Latinas. We were taught to be self-sacrificing super women. I think this is embedded into cultural value of Marian, Marianismo. I don't know. These words, I've, either I can't read or I've never heard of these words. All right. We are not encouraged to ask um, for help because we put everyone's needs matters first. That's something you actually talk about pretty often. Um, I do. Just like growing up in a Latina household. Yep. Being the youngest Latina, too. I like growing up real young. Mm-hmm. All of these. All of these. All of these. It's funny. Maria's comment reminds me of... Um, this, uh, I think someone commented like reverse mentoring or something like mm. that. And honestly, I never heard of that term. So I had to Google it. I'm like, what's reverse mentoring? Um, did we, did we kind of do that our whole lives though with our parents? Like, I feel like at least, <laughs> at least for me, I'm like, man, I was a translator, still am. Um, I'm verified translator at this point, <laughs> but yeah, like helping with immigration cases and court cases and reading documents that I've had no business reading at like 10, 11 years old, but 
I was, I was doing that for my parents. And I always say like, it's so hard for me to picture my parents and like how vulnerable it must've been for them to ask their daughter for help when they can't understand the language. So I give them so much like grace and empathy because I just can't imagine what that feeling is like, but they had to go in that vulnerable state of being mentored. I feel like reverse mentoring for me, I've never had it before. I think it's a really vulnerable place to be in. That's really interesting. I've never thought about that. Like being of a certain age and having to ask someone maybe younger, less experienced in life and all these things of like, help me, please. Yeah. That's really interesting. I'm, I'm curious for you too. Like, as you said, like this, this theme of like asking for help, but like for various people, I think is really interesting. Like what's an area for you where you're just like, I need to find someone to help me for this. Like, yes, you got your job, but I'm sure there are other assets. I'm sorry, facets yeah. of your life and your career and all these things. Whereas like maybe the previous person to ask for like salary negotiation help may not be this person for this. Cause I, I know certain areas for me that I'm starting to find or search for community and I'm starting to look for mentorship, but I'm curious for you, like, what are you thinking about? That's an interesting question um, that I honestly have not thought about. Um, I'm curious for you, since you have the answer, let me think on it a little bit. Yeah, well, I think for this new phase, I think, too, why I had such trouble asking for help previously, I felt like the formula was out there. Like, my dream job was to work at Facebook. All right, well, how do I get a job at Facebook? Like, I always thought, like, I don't need to ask. Facebook employees, like, just go to the job description. Like, the information is public. They literally tell you everything that they want in a candidate. Go get that experience and then interview. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, all right. Or even, like, negotiating. That wasn't public as much, but I was just like, let me just search for information online, find it, and let me just do it. But this new area in my life I feel a little less confident in. Like, even when I was interviewing, getting all those things, um, I had a resume that I can look at, right? And I feel like building your own company, growing a company to the point where you can start raising funds and then raising funds, like, what does all that look like? There's so many unspoken things that go on behind the scenes that I don't think I'm privy to. Yeah. And now I'm starting to think, like, maybe I do need someone that can, like, guide me to the point where I can build up that resume where I may not need that help anymore, but... Yeah, that's that's what I think I need help in. Is it that you're less confident or is it that you don't know the space or is it maybe both? Because I feel like there's a difference between like being confident in what you do and also not knowing. I think both can exist. Like you're confident in what you do and you also don't know how to move in this space because it's new. Probably a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, but yeah, probably a little bit of both. I don't, I don't know. Um, I think the first thing that came to mind was honestly like balancing it all. Cause I do it all for the podcast and speaking engagements and this and that. And sometimes I feel like I have a good handle on it. And then other times I'm like, Oh my God, I need help with all of this. Um, and I don't know how to always balance it correctly. And I don't know if there is a correct way to balance the career woman and entrepreneurial life and building out this business. But I know if I want to grow, I have to start delegating and scaling up, you know, Mm -hmm. but there's a fear that comes with that. I'm like, I'm not, 
trying to spend too much funds, but I have to invest in it. But what if I lose money? I didn't do it for the money. And then there's all these like thoughts that come with it. Um, so that was one space that came to mind. Honestly, if I'm being really vulnerable, the space that I feel like I need a lot of mentorship in is being a Latina woman that's ambitious. And how do you balance ambition with wanting the things that I want in general? Mm. I'll be more specific. As a Latina, I... I haven't said this out loud and it's a little vulnerable for me to say, but like one of my biggest dreams is to be a mom. Like I want to be, I want to have a family. I want to be a mama. I can't wait till I got my little sipotillos like running around. And I want that life where I'm that mom. Like I'm cooking, I'm cleaning, I'm taking care of them. We watch movies, we travel in, like we're doing all that. But I also have dreams of being a career woman and being like a boss bitch, but I've never seen it done simultaneously. I've never seen it done from a, I've never seen an ambitious woman who's also the mom and, and, you know, the, the wifey and doing all the things that, you know, like the women in my family would do, but also have their own jobs and careers and money. And Mm. I don't know. I see like Georgina on Netflix, but I'm like, this girl got hella money. Okay. Like it's not real. (laughs) Like, where, where's my Cristiano? Where he at? Right. I'm on this side. <laughs> but, you know, like, I, I don't really see that often. And so that's a space mm-hmm. being super vulnerable where I am I want more mentorship around. I want to I want to see a Latina who's done it, who can at least be a resource and support. And, you know, for me, I don't know. Oh, you see what's on the screen? Oh. <laughs> Y'all gonna make me cry. <laughs> yeah that's real that's real it's interesting this idea of like mentorship there's almost like a admiration that we sometimes have for the people that we're seeking advice from as well like in some ways what you're saying is like you're searching for representation also like i don't know like mentors maybe they they even give us hope even without the guidance just like them being there it's it's like a not only do these people exist, but I have a relationship with them. And like, you're, you're like closer to that dream just by being close to them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that energy got to rub off on you. You know what I mean? The vibes, the, all of that stuff. Oof. What's that thing? I just seen it yesterday. You're the average, you're the average of yeah. the five people you surround yourself with. And I, I mean, that's such a, oh, thank you, Ruby. I think that's such a real thing. The people you got in your life, like your vibe really attracts your tribe. It really, the people you have around you can really inspire you and motivate you and be that comfort for you. And I'm going to be real as a woman. That was really hard for me to find. I I found it later Mm. in my life and I'm lucky, so blessed that I have an amazing group of women and men in my life that are so dope, so real, so raw that was really hard for me to find in my life because women can be, women can be each other's worst haters. I'm being really honest. They can Mm. be each other's worst haters and we need more women that are going to hype each other up. And thank God for the women that I've met on the podcast in my life in my friend group. We need more. We need more of that. Yeah. I want to, I want to hear from the audience too. Like, cause for me, I'm transparently like this conversation is really helping me to like rethink or reframe what these relationships could even look like right like even the idea of i think commitment and time was a big thing when we first started the conversation literally like an hour ago 
And mm-hmm. now I'm thinking like, shit, I don't even need to meet with them that consistently. Like to your point, even changing my circle by osmosis, I think is the word. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to pull from that energy and even just see that representation more often, like almost like gives yeah. me hope. Yeah, I don't know. Like this whole conversation is really making me rethink what some of these relationships look like. And you're making me want to like go through my text messages, my LinkedIn DMs. Like, yo, who, <laughs> who, well, like what friends do I have that like are mentors, but I've never really considered them mentors. Yeah. And it's almost giving me a reason or an excuse to like not only find those messages, but like maybe reach back out to them and be like, yeah. Just let them know how valuable they've been to me, even though it's been like an informal relationship. I want to I want to do that. Yeah. This is making me want to reach yeah. out to people. Well, you you're changing my perspective on sometimes mentors just give you that hope that it's, it's possible that I mean, it's it's the same. It's the first gen shit, right? Like, you don't you can't always it doesn't feel like you can be what you can't see. It feels yeah. like it's almost borderline impossible. Like, am I going to really get there? Am I dreaming a little too much? But then you meet people who give you that hope of like, okay, yeah. there's there's a there's a path somewhere. May not be as clear as I think, but there's a path here somewhere where I can get to or create my own little path. But it's yeah, you're you're helping me rethink that too. It's just hope and affirmation too. It's like almost affirmative to like meet someone and just like, okay, yes, I could do it. I'm not. I'm not crazy. I could do this. Yeah, exactly. Um, people are really feeling that quote. Um, if you don't use it, I might steal that one of the That shit is good. Your vibe what? attracts you. Tribe. That was good. Oh, I I heard that somewhere else. I'll, I'll take the credit for it. But yeah, I heard it somewhere <laughs> else. I think. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. Um, as as we're wrapping up, uh, I'll read some of these last comments. But let's think about any any takeaways or, or things that you want to leave the audience with. So Ruby also said the journey of growing never ends you are making me realize that I, that at 45 i still have a need for mentors i love that ruby thanks, thanks for sharing that and thanks everybody for for tapping in um linkedin user i'm just gonna assume this is samara because she always pops up as linkedin user for some reason um <laughs> dream big so very impressed with the both of you 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 both are the future of latinx and tech girl y'all making us blush up here stop it <laughs> so cute Oh. I um I just hope that like everyone who's tuning in can just know that mentors can can be that source of hope to use Babel's words like it can really be your source of hope and it there's no time or commitment despite what corporate or these other organizations make you think there is no time commitment to being a mentor or to be mentored I think it's just about finding dope people your tribe that will help you elevate Yes, and anonymous LinkedIn user apparently is not Samara. It's Julissa. So, <laughs> sorry, Julissa. Hey, hey. <laughs> um, I, I love that. I love that. Um, I would leave y'all with think about if you had five people in your board of directors. Like, you don't even have to know these people, but like, dream about like who would it be? Like, who would be on your board of directors? Also, when you put that list down how unlikely is it that you can actually connect with at least one of them i'll be sliding in yo let me tell you i'll be sliding everybody's dms on linkedin yo to the point i'm not even joking they backed you out (laughs) yo they they wrote me a they wrote me a message that prompted was like you're a bot we're gonna block we're gonna lock you out for the next day linkedin thinks i'm a bot because of how many linkedin dms i'll be sending okay so send them dms slide in there you never know who's gonna be 
your mentor or whatever label you want to put on it or no labels yeah. and don't be afraid to be a mentor too i feel like yeah. some people think that they need to be hella like in success or whatever they have to make it to be a mentor but i think not people don't need someone that's like hella far into their career success whatever that means they just need someone that's two steps ahead of them who can yeah. help them get there so agree agree all right y'all well this has been dope another episode of the series unfiltered with your boy pavel and Hola, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bye, y'all. Abrazos. Mi gente, that wraps up this week's episode of the Kentu Witters podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please do us a favor. Leave a rating and a review. The only way that we're going to redefine professionalism is by ensuring that these experiences get heard by as many people as possible. And your engagement is going to help us do that. Thank you and see you next time.